welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James the Fat Man Stevens, and the man who's just been elected an official cast member. It's the old guy behind the Mad Trio Podcast, Rob. Hey. We took a vote? Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm now an official member of the show. He keeps the lights on Rob, in the studio. Rob Charney. Who took I pay, a vote? I pay for, uh, John and I, actually, <laughs> oh, okay. actually, if you want to get down to it, me. I pay all the bills here. And I, I did It's my show. I and, deemed it so. And unfortunately I don't have room to take the equipment into my place. So it, it's yep. just kind of by default. He just That's kind of it. elected himself. That's I it. I elected myself. Afford to take the equipment. Well, you know, we, we I, I can see him saying you have to pay for it now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A bill would go along with it. No, yeah. I, I think I think I, I think I might have a, a reasonable way to get it. Um, so, have you you guys heard what happened when Reddit meets the stock market? Oh yes, GameStop. <clears throat> oh, yes, yes, yes. So, if you, y'all don't know that the basics behind it, what I understand is there was Melvin Capital or Melvin Melvin uh, something or other was basically trying trying to short game stock and they were trying to short him on game them stop? on the stop game, game it's, stop. it's hard to say short game stop exactly yes okay so it, it's a game stop short that happened in the stock market and a swing and a miss there we go and so basically they're they're trying to short the stock of game stop there you go. And uh redditors found out in this like our Wall Street bets our slash Wall Street bets and have basically inflated the price of Wall Street so much that apparently this capital or this whatever Melvin something lost like 54% of its money according yeah. to the article I read just absolutely nuked them. And apparently the way short shorting stock works is they they borrow a stock and they wait for it to drop, then they sell it back. So, so basically, if they get it for ten dollars, sell right. it for five dollars. They keep the five dollars. Yeah. And so, I recently heard that they were doing that to like a, up to hundred and thirty percent of GameStop's stock. Which, and there's there's been a lot of people who are saying you should not be able to do more stock than is actually commercially available because you should not be able to buy a hundred thirty percent of a stock that's. Because you're, you're apparently so wait, getting it. <clears throat> you mean they don't like it when it doesn't profit them? <laughs> no, this was some big rig. This was, um, this was some, I heard this from some big wigs. I don't remember the name. This wasn't involved in the, um, this wasn't people in Melvin. But yeah, the, 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 I forgot they're Melvin something or other. I wish I actually remember we their could name. could look it up. I mean, we do have internet here. You know, I, I just <laughs> got to say that. It's not a new tactic that they did. Who, it's not. Reddit? Yeah. Well, the new tech tactic was Reddit. Melvin and, Capital. And, and all the people that jumped on it because of <laughs> individuals jumping onto Reddit saying, hey, buy the stock now. And, yeah, you know, so. But, so Melvin Capital <laughs> Hedge Fund that bet against GameStop lost more than 50% in, in, uh, in January. And I forgot what the, let's see, was it a, so apparently it bring a total of this year, it's just revenue to 1,625% of the stock on Friday. Jeez. Um, so as recently as October, it traded under $10 and now it's at $325 as, uh, as, as recently on this yeah. Friday. 
Um, so, so basically, and the other, the other, the other way apparently that the Melvin Capital lost money is what these funds will do. They'll just start buying more of the stock, and they're trying to raise it because eventually it's going to fall, and they'll benefit from it. And so, so their their algorithms or whatever kept buying, thinking who's ever doing this is going to stop. And and Reddit literally <laughs> just put a middle finger in the air and. On this our Wall Street bets, apparently now that's getting flooded by bots, they all said, hold the line. And they're doing this just to prove a point. And it's causing a lot of people to get um, so worried. I believe I read an article <laughs> from this Melbourne Capital that was saying, look, here's the reality is their stock isn't worth what you guys are driving the price up to. No, you add the really you add the buildings or the properties that they have left any any assets that GameStop actually has, and it doesn't come anywhere near where the stock valuation is at. My my response to that would be look at most Elon Musk's things. If you look at Tesla, there's been multiple people that telling you Tesla's not evaluated on what it's worth today, but what it's worth tomorrow. Now I wouldn't say that's the case for GameStop. But also, yeah, it would have been last week. Yeah, but 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 but, but but the other thing is the there's there's two things you need to be afraid of on the internet: 4chan and Reddit. And yeah. if you you got a bunch of redditors that are going to tell you to fuck off, they're going to put you on the ground just for the lols, realistically. And so I yeah. I did hear something. Um, I think it was a Democrat or a I don't remember. I think it, it was someone in Congress basically saying, no, we gotta, we're going to have to put some limits into something. Basically, so, so they're basically <clears throat> saying we need to put some taxes on, on something regarding what the Melvin Capital was doing. There's a fear now that it's been the tactic that's been proven that uh, foreign governments that want to uh, crash economies of countries – could use a China's similar doing a great job. Could could do could use a similar similar tactic. Oh, 100%. And so there's the fear. They um, they're looking at it and going, "Well, crap. If this could really happen to one stock, what if a government got behind it and all of a sudden got all their people to, you know, act as Reddit and start doing this and uh, we could have a real problem." Oh, 100%. So yeah. it does beg that that question of okay, how do we protect our stock market against uh, such a thing? Because I don't think anybody ever thought about it before, and it just kind of happened. It was, if if I'm not mistaken, it, nobody really planned it the way it happened. It just kind of happened, and then all of a sudden they all went, "Wow, look so what's going on!" I've I've been reading a little bit into the Reddit. So they knew that this company was short selling. They were the biggest short seller of GameStop stock. Okay. So they purposely went after them. This was a from what I've been reading. This so was a hundred percent that they, they planned on something like this happening. They were planning on a uh, bleeding money from capital Melvin capital. So how, I mean, you've got to get all the Reddit users that bought the stock and raised the price to go along with it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what there's there's whole there's there's threads going. Okay, guys, this is happening. Keep pumping more money. It doesn't matter because a lot of these apparently a lot of these people are are generations where their families lost everything during the 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 housing bubble. So a lot of these people 
they'll say like, you know, I don't, I have five grand. That's all I have. You fucked my parents. Screw you. Big finger, middle finger in the air and say, we're going to take you down. And that's. So you had all these people that <clears throat> knew that they have a possibility of losing because as the stock price goes up, they're paying more for it as it goes up yeah. to keep this going. Yeah. yeah. yeah they don't care. This is, so they understand that they have a possibility of losing oh, yeah. all that yeah. money. I'm, I'm assuming that some of them don't realize it, but from the threads I'm reading, they are hundred percent realize what's going to happen. You, you know, yeah, a lot of these people that don't really understand what's going on, they should be selling right away because it's not they're just going to, you know, be screwed at the end of this because that's really what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of people that just end up being screwed. Right. Because they're, you know, going for the ride and they're going to go to the to the end of it and they're not realizing that. Yeah, there is no end. The, the end and the end game is the zero. <laughs> So, yeah. so they need to know how, when to get out of it. So our, quite a few, like John are saying, there's quite a few that full on know that they're going to lose all of this at the end of this ride. They just want to screw, screw over this hedge fund as much as possible. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> now there's so many, yeah. <laughs> there's been some interesting things about this. Apparently some people have bought and sold some stock. Somebody, one of these guys bought a bill, one of the digital billboard ads in New York City. This is keep going by GME. Great. Another one did it on another sign. This North Texas investor using GameStop money to help sick children. I think he bought seven or eight uh, switches for, for this, yeah. this, this hospital. Um, so there are people who are selling stock and trying to do benefit, benefit of it. But it seemed to me, and from what my wife read and I've been reading, it seemed like these people, this was more of the principle of the fact that these people are purposely trying to screw people. So they're like, okay, it's, it's, you know, these guys are gamers. They understand how the game works. They're smart enough to realize how to play with stocks. They've been talked down to their whole life by wall street. Their parents lost everything. And they're like, fuck it. Let's do it for the, because what's the worst that can happen to them? Lose everything. What do they have to lose? So yeah. they have enough money to buy these stock, the stocks. But they have, but they don't care if they lose the money that they invest into them. That's some of them. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yes, yeah. I don't, I don't think they do from what I've been reading. Cause I think it's like the principle. It's like stuff during the sixties, you know, it's, it's the principle of the thing, not necessarily. Well, nobody had money in the sixties. So <laughs> well, you know what matter. I mean though? I mean, it was, it was the, <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's, I it's, this just is giving you a hard time. This is, this is different, but I think that the thing <laughs> is. Fire and burn it. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That would have been, or flower power, you know, you well, stick a daisy in a rifle barrel. I, well, I mean, my only thought is, and it's not the same, so excuse the expression, but it's, you know, it's like Freedom Summer when they were doing those non those nonviolent protests and they would have water hoses and dogs attack them. I think it's that. It's like they, they, they knew the end was worth it to them. So I think it's similar. Uh, I don't think it's as good of a cause as the civil rights movement, but I think it's the similar mindset of, Let's just go for it. These guys have fucked us. Let's fuck them. Because you know, otherwise, I don't get it. It's, it's interesting. If you tie this attitude, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of, if you look what happened, <laughs> this is going to be a terrible analogy, but if you look at what happened um, when Trump, when he was still president, stood out there and <clears throat> supposedly fueled the flames of these agitators that stormed the Capitol building, they were doing it for a principle supposedly now you always have bad actors in everything so i don't care what it is so my question to you is on these reddit people that started this, this stuff 
how are they not profiteering from what they've started? Some people are profiteering. Some people obviously had an idea of what's happening because some people have cashed out. <coughs> and I would like to believe, and I've been let down on several occasions, that the average people on Reddit are smarter than some of these QAnon and people who decided to who like, ransack one of the most heavily guarded places on the planet minus the fact the day they did it yeah um, except for that day you mean yeah, yeah so i uh i don't know i mean but i somebody's profit tearing from it i mean that's obvious but i do think some of them are in for it for the the moat you know the motive because isn't that the case there's always somebody who's profiteering for it it's like um when the bolsheviks um, took bolsheviks took over in russia it was you know these the masses thought it was a good idea but some people knew their how they were going to benefit from it I mean, is that would be like I'll, that analogy? I'll be honest. In this one, if I was a part of it, I would have no qualms about just being in it for the for the profit for me. <laughs> I would not give a crap about screwing these guys over. I would be like, okay, as soon as it hits a certain amount, I would sell and get the hell out. So. I because know I fully know the consequences of messing around with this whole thing. <laughs> so I know somebody who, who bought 34, but when the stock price was $34, bunch of bunch of bought a bunch of GameStop stock thinking, okay, this is low. That's what happened. And, it, and then uh, they basically sold it at one point over advice from somebody else. And at one point they said they would have had enough for a down payment for a house if they hadn't yeah, sold that's it. That's what I'm saying. Well, you so know, I, I would have. I would have been thinking like that. What's interesting is, about looking at GameStop, just sorry, James, looking at GameStop, their, their stock price. So it dropped, the stock prices today dropped 30.77% just today. Well, that was a market correction. I guarantee and, that's what it was. Okay. So I, I'm trying to find their monthly. Let me look at their monthly. It looks like their the average stock price prior to this jump. It's like $34. <laughs> Yeah, uh, thirty-five point forty-four. Yeah, it was super. It was super, super low. Um, the lowest it ever was it was on January fourth at seventeen dollars and twenty-five cents. So it did hit a pretty <clears throat> pretty big low uh, a few weeks ago, um, but it came back. Yeah, and uh, that's why I think this is for the principal. The thing, I mean, obviously, some people. Well, saw go, it. How do you go from seventeen dollars to? 325 yeah i mean in in when when you have a bunch of really pissed off young people who have so. some money wow this is why i tell people that there's two things you need to be careful with this is reddit and 4chan i mean right now those are the two places that have a wide enough uh, reach how and many of this do you think is actually government stimulus money i guarantee you i, bet, I would not be surprised uh, if most of it was uh, interesting so take your stimulus money and let's buy some stock and now that we know that's going on with GameStop, if you can hit it right, you could have bought in right before the, the absolute high, which looks to be on January 27th at $347.51 a share. And so how do you, uh, you're holding stock in GameStop on December 31st at $18.84, and all of a sudden it jumps up to $347.51 stock and sell. So it'd say to your broker, sell, sell now, sell everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's too late to buy in. So, I mean, it's kind of like, geez. Okay. 
I, I, I got to interrupt. No, this is something that I never thought I saw. So this is a Wall Street Journal, WSJ. And they, and, uh, <laughs> so I don't want to read the article cause it's not, it's not really that big of a, a deal, but so they quote this guy's username since nobody uses their real name. So it goes, uh, the client's position may be sold for $12,000 due to margin violations, leaving Robin hood trying to collect unsecured $8,000 debt from you thick ladies. PM me good luck. <laughs> yeah. Multiply this by oh, hundreds man. or thousands of similar clients option trading that I've heard some funny names in this whole thing that, I mean, it was like, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. Well, Robin hood like, of course is a, yeah. is a stock trading company. Yeah. No, no, I mean, like, other than the yeah. Robin Hood things, I've heard so, some pretty right. funny uh, names. Oh, yeah, because you're going to be like, all their game handles, using. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, game handles and other, <clears throat> just, they'll pick some random ass names for, for Reddit. Right. <laughs> I just I just thought it was funny. In Wall Street Journal, which is one of the quality uh, newspapers that's left, is the fact that they said, you thick ladies. Is, you know the person writing yeah. and going, do I really... Do it, do it, boss. But it it says, at least it wasn't you know. You show me your tits, oh, or one, sure or one of those. I'm sure somebody has the name in there. Of, oh no, they they, they, they do. I've, I've, I've nudes for nudes for gold. What is is it gold? Yeah, uh, gold or whatever. Gold, silver. Karma? There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I I just thought this. I I thought this story was hilarious. I mean, it, realistically, it is a little worrisome. So what, what are we gonna do? do now? Watch Reddit to see what the next. Oh, next thing they're going to jump on and AMC's, tell your broker, buy, buy, buy you AMC. The, the AMC stock and other stocks are doing it. I, I do think yeah. they're going to have to figure out I how to, I'm, what was that? Ron? I think they're going to have to figure would, out how to play against this. Well, I, I would jump in and just open up a, <laughs> a day trading account just to jump on one of these and, you know. I've seen so many uh, uh, memes about Blockbuster saying, hey, help me, right? <laughs> yeah. Blockbuster, yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> There is one Blockbuster store still open. Yeah, and apparently and you can spend the night there, too. I guess there's a package if you pay so much. They have a little bed set oh, up. You and can You can sp spend the whole night in the last Yeah, the last one. As, as a former oh. Hollywood video employee, damn you! <laughs> um, so we're going to switch a little bit to something interesting. Uh, Netflix, Pacific Rim anime's, uh, anime, readies f for battle this March. I know <sighs> James wasn't a big fan of... Uh, Guillermo del Toro's no. specific rim, but here's no. my question: Do you it think do you think it would do better as an anime than live action? Okay, so my issue with uh, Pacific Rim was it was like you said, an anime that was trying to be live action. So yes, I think it would do just fine as an anime. <laughs> I am not, uh, but. My issue with Pacific Rim is that I've never been a mecha anime fan. So that's why it's like to see it in live action, it really didn't get me excited or anything because, as I just said, I'm not a fan of the Max. mecha anime. Well, yeah. it's a dystopia, dystopian world, and the, the whole idea behind it has been, been played out and played out and played yeah. out. It's a, one of these themes that keeps reoccurring. Their, their gimmick, though, I thought was fairly for the movie. I thought was a pretty good gimmick, where not yeah, one, the, where, where one person couldn't control it, so they had to 
whatever they called it. They had to connect two minds in order, in order to control yeah. the. Yeah. The, I thought that was yeah. pretty clever. I mean, it was kind of an obvious kind of oh, this guy's a superhero when. Um, the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy was the only the, one of two people in the entire world who was able to control a mech by himself for a certain period of time. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I mean, being a science fiction fan, I, I tend to like these movies simply for some of the things that they do, some of the graphics they do, some of the you know some of the way they do some of the stuff. But that was one of the movies <clears throat> where we all kind of walked out of. I, I liked did it. buy it in the movie theater. Kind of walked out and went, hmm, ha, has this not been done before? <laughs> you know, it's not I, like it was brand new idea behind it. It's it, yeah. it's a theme, variation so I, on the theme. Yeah. But I thought it was fun. And in, in all honesty, my biggest problem with sci-fi now, especially in the new Star Treks, they're too clean, they're too pretty. <clears throat> and I actually, this is starting to be an issue for me, is they... They don't have any dirtiness to them. There's no funk. Um, next, ne- next generation had it to some degree. And granted, this was the technology of the time. So, but there's so much. <laughs> CG. So what do you mean by funk? Are you talking about well, bad prosthetics that they stick on? No, people it's just it's it's grainy all... film because it runs through too often. It picks up dust. Something or... similar, yeah. But there, it, everything, everything, everything's too CG. It's too clean. It's too perfect <sighs> to me. You know, and, and the other thing is Gene Roddenberry would hate the new Star Trek. Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, I do. Because he would be, be, still be being paid residuals. He'd everything be perfectly I've, happy. Everything I've read about um, Gene Roddenberry has basically said that, you know, the, the Starfleet was supposed to be the ultimate ideal of man instead of being this corrupt, crooked organization. Yeah, that, but I think it's more realistic being the corrupt, crooked organization than as utopian as Gene Roddenberry but, wanted to be. You know, well, as I've said multiple times, the only thing I am interested in in a new Star Trek storyline is the wars. eugenics war. That is it. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> I want to know about the eugenics wars. And I have That's to, it. I agree. And I actually had, can't get into, I've tried watching the new Star Treks. I think they're all awful. See, and I totally well, disagree with you. I love Discovery. I thought they did a hell of a job and they've got some interesting spinoffs coming uh, with it. You know, we'll I've always got into, so. I, a lot of people don't like it, but I was a fan of Deep Space Nine. Oh, I yeah. enjoyed that one. Oh yeah. But it's not it, a popular one. I still think the best. You know why? Captain is Picard. That, that was the one that Gene Roddenberry's son, can, Gene Roddenberry's son said that's the one that uh, his dad would have absolutely despised and would have actively, actively tried to get it off the air. I can really? see why, because yeah. they had Ferengis. Well, no, it was the fact that <laughs> it, it was the it was the war. It was, I'll have to find the quote. Oh, no, it was all the wars, the fact oh, that there was the money. money. Yeah, the money too. Right, the money. Oh. And, you know, the it, the whole thing was more based. Here's the reality. One of the problems I've always had with, with Star Trek, to a degree, not that it bothers me because I like watching it in the movies and the films, and I love the new Discovery and all that, but... You know, you've got to have somebody in that crew that's cleaning toilets and sweeping floors. And so yeah. my whole idea about going to the Federation, you know, and going to the Academy is so that I can clean toilets and sweep floors. I, so, I have a, you've got the people doing the grunt work, right? Yeah. And they're never talked about. You never hear about them. Well, they never did anything right. beyond the command deck. 
So one of the funniest things that uh, um, came out of the clerk series of all the uh, Jay and Silent Bob ones was the whole conversation they had about the Death Star. And they brought up that there were independent contractors that were involved in building the the Death Stars that got blown up by the rebels. Mm -hmm. And they were just innocent guys that were just trying to make a buck, trying to feed their families. Mm -hmm. And these little bastard rebels came and killed them. Yeah, okay. You know, well, you there's know. janitors. There were people that weren't <laughs> hardcore, you know, you know, Sith Lords. I love that. that were, you know, I'm never going like, to feel bad for the independent contractors. He's got a point. <laughs> he's got a damn point, you know. <laughs> I just, I love it. you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think, like, I think movies are too clean, especially now when they say, like, they're, um, uh, dystopian futures they're all too pretty they're all too clean like uh, take a look at the movie the watchman that was the cleanest prettiest post-apocalyptic future movie and it just i, I think i'm at the point where cg is starting to bug me because it looks too good it's missing uh i don't know genetic why it's missing something that makes it fit to me in the universe granted i'm a huge fan of 80s dystopian future movies and they all have that graininess the grittiness to it and it's not the film but it's something about it so you want and i just lost the name of the movie rugger howard and uh oh like blade runner blade runner you want you want oh. the blade runner look is that what you're looking for that yeah that that had a real dirtiness to it though it had a a, a prettiness to Brain it and mold is all i thought saw in that movie. oh see i I loved I loved that movie because I loved the look and the feel of of the, the of the the universe. No, I haven't seen the new one. I don't know how the new one looks. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the new one. I don't know. It's just kind of what I miss. Everything's too pretty now. Okay. So so here's here's You've an analogy. Here's an analogy for the point. I got an analogy for you. All right? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Ross. This is an old old person's analogy. So all those old people out there, and and, and people with hearing deficiencies are going to understand what I'm talking about. Hey, hold on. So if this is an old guy, a gold mm -hmm. guy yeah. thing, not knowing what it says, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. we here at Old Guy Tech TV and Mad Trio <laughs> podcast may or may not disagree with said yeah, statement. So yeah. please keep that in mind. Okay. And remember your. Anytime you argue with me, you're arguing with a senior citizen. So that's never stopped me before. <laughs> so you got to so, speak up, John. All right, here we go. So, so here's an example. <laughs> I'll turn up his his uh, monitors. We were at the audiologist's today, and my wife was getting a new set of hearing aids. And if you don't know about the new hearing aids today, everything is digital and Bluetooth connectivity, and it's unbelievable. So you can hook it up to your phone too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Talk on your phone, everything. I mean, it, wow. it is pretty amazing. So we were talking about, uh, my wife happened to ask, well, how did you adjust these things before you had all this technology? What did he bring out? A Phillips screwdriver, yeah. right? So I said, so there's your analog versus your digital. It was a Phillips screwdriver. So you want the Phillips screwdrivers of movies. That's that's oh. a very rough comparison. <laughs> that's, that's there's my analogy for the day to you. So. Well, I mean, no. See, I <laughs> no. would say I, I would say the difference is you know you're you're, uh -huh. you're taking a look like the perf everything's plastic. So that's like so taking my guy who's driving a hybrid. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Keep going. John, I drive diesel. 
<laughs> Honestly, some of those European diesels get grace gas mileage, but they can't take the diesel here because American... They're uh, too polluting. Yeah, they have too much yeah. sulfur in their That's diesel. Right. So actually, yeah, I would totally do diesel. Mm-hmm. I'd do LP if it wasn't um <laughs> Hey, I want ridiculous. a Tesla. That's going to be my next I car. I, I would not a mind a Tesla. So <laughs> I had an interesting thing. Elon Musk came out today and said, <laughs> he admitted the fact that... Uh, there's not enough electricity in the world if every car was electric. Mm-hmm. The same problem with yeah, corn with, with using corn for fuel. Yeah, I have a big problem. I've always had a big problem with using food for fuel. I definitely think there's a real problem with that one. So the whole ideology is that you know, okay, so we don't we're gonna all go to electric, but don't everybody buy electric cars because there's not electric enough electricity to charge all the cars. I just think I think I found a solution. Dunk. I think a solution. No, I, I want you to think back to a Charlton Heston movie, Soylent Green Gas. Ah, there you go. Well, it may come to that. <laughs> we keep going the way we're going. And the the the, the tagline could be could be a COVID chip. Here, have your pack of COVID chips. And, and the tagline could be recycling tomorrow. Sorry, S- recycling tomorrow today. Yeah, that, that's perfect. That's right. Um, oh boy. So, what do you anyway. think about the? The Ring product, like the Ring cameras. Ring I've got cameras. a couple. I have a couple. Um, police and fire department in the 48 United States are reportedly involved in Amazon's Ring program. If you have an Amazon Ring smart doorbell, there's, there's something you should know. Oh. A growing number of fire and police departments are interested in your doorbell, or to be frank, in its camera, especially if they can help themselves in their investigation. In fact, there are now 2,014 departments in the program for every so- U.S. state except Montana and Wyoming. Yeah. So they want to use it for so so one investigations of the, if there's a fire nearby. So basically, anytime something's well, fishy or somebody yes. reports something, they want to take a look at it. They want access to it twenty four and seven, and and, and technically huh. because you don't, it's not on your server. Right. It's not. A, it, it's all in their it's, cloud. It's in Ring's cloud. Yeah. Oh. They don't have to ask you permission. All they have to do is go. Hey, Mr. Bezos, I, I need the camera footage from 1313 Mockingbird Lane. And they would open up the footage. They would hand it to well, you and whatever. Say if all your neighbors had that footage and they caught somebody doing something nefarious, like pooping on your yard, there'd be a bunch of footage of said principal pooping on your yard. And boom, I have issues with this person. Not the pooping, that's gross, but them accessing camera footage. Okay, but that just goes back to what did the user agreement exactly that you clicked I accept say yeah, yeah, when yeah. you installed your product. And there's the problem with the ULAs, they're so large, nobody reads them. I don't know anybody you know, except I, for an attorney I, I know that actually spends the time to really read them and understand what they're certain, saying. On certain ones, I will read it. Because I want to know what I'm agreeing to. Because there's certain amount of data that I will have to give this person if I use their software. So yes, I I read it. Not on all things. I got two issues. It just depends on what I'm what I'm <clears throat> using it for. I, I do want to add something else to this, just just to, to further on the conversation. Police don't need a warrant to request the videos, and owners can decline to provide the ring their footage. Nonetheless, the scenario changes when subpoena, court order, and search warrants are involved. Per the Times, 
because Amazons can be forced to comply with these legal requests and provide footage and identifying data, even if the owner of the doorbell is den- has denied access. So the question really is, is <coughs> Amazon turning over the, the data that law enforcement is, and it's almost not a request, is actually demanding from Amazon, are they turning it over? My guess would, if, if you haven't opted out, they would probably, if they'd probably say, here you go. My but if ge- you don't opt out, you then don't yeah. have a, you can't, put anything to the cloud you can't put any of your video up there so okay so james i said i had two two problems one yeah, is go ahead. Yeah. one is you you literally have to almost have a law degree to understand the double speak that's in these um Not users agreements. i mean i look at okay. it this way and then I, I read it and then okay. you'll skim Actually, it you said you had two things so finish all right you'll skim it you'll, before i we, we yeah. all skib them. We might skib them, and you might look at a, a paragraph that looks interesting. But the, to read, you know, some of these now are getting to hundreds of pages because they've, they've, yeah. they have 25 lawyers on, on staff, and they just say, you guys got to work, so write something up here. And, and, it, and it gets to a point where I think what has to happen with these is that they have to get to a point where, all right, it's fine to have all this legalese in here and to, and to say all these things that the user has to agree to all of this before they, we allow, to allow them to do whatever it is we want them to do, right? So yeah. my, my thought behind this is that there has to be a simplified version of what these user end users agreements are so that people can really understand what they're agreeing to because every day, I don't almost... Every day I'll sit down, either I've, I've updated a piece of software or I bought new a piece of software or a new app or whatever it may be. I may buy these things. And then, you know, you have to do the user agreement on it before it's activated, launches, whatever it may be that it wants to do. And am I going to spend the time to read it? Hell no. I, I just not. No, I and so, you know, and so that's the my personal problem with it. It's fine. I mean, I'm glad you spend some time reading these things. And I know that there are people out there li- like you that do spend some time reading these things. Now, my question to you is, have you r- read uh, an end-user agreement that you said, okay, it it's too evasive. I'm not going to launch this app. Yeah. I so would, you have. There, <clears throat> there have been quite a few apps and um, other uh services that I've just said no to because I'm not giving them the information. One, one, uh, I mean, like that's literally why I am not on all social media sites for one is because they want certain things. And I'm just like, no, I I don't want you to know where I'm at all the time. And there are some that are only use data, uh, location data when they're running. And even those I don't install. I, I would say though that, uh, and then there's also been, um, th- there was some, I think like fitness app or something like that, that I remember I was like, okay, you know, like I, I could use this and it could help me, you know, with some of my walking early on. And I read the user agreement. They wanted to have access to my camera, my phone calls, yeah. my text messages. And I literally went, why do you need that? Yeah. Okay. There so there's no reason, no reason to it. Yeah. That a fitness app should have this. So I didn't even bother with it. And there's things like that, that I'll look at the user agreements and, 
and they'll say, we'll use your data to give you better ads or stupid shit like right, that. And I'm like, right, no, right. I, I don't want that. So I've become to the point where I'm like, if I don't agree with your point of either ad or you're going to sell my information to somebody and I'm not getting any profit out of it because this is my damn information. Like I've almost on multiple occasions just deleted Facebook just for that fact that they do that. And, but the only thing is like, there's some friends that still use Facebook that I'm like, okay, benefit of keeping in contact with some friends every so often, you know, type thing. I'll keep it. But this is why I'm not going to any other social media site because I'm like, I don't want to have multiple places making a profit off me that I'm not getting any funds out of. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not a product. I sell myself to make money for a job. That's basically what we do. We sell ourselves in our time. To I'm make not money selling for a myself. Job. You whore. You sold yourself. <laughs> you sold yourself quite a few times Pl- in your, in your life. Plenty of times. To trust me. Yes, you're right. Yeah. That, that's the basic of what it is. So they're using us and we're not getting any compensation out of this. So I'm like, I'm not playing this game with you guys. So, Two things, I guess. <laughs> Back to these two thing oh, things. Yeah. Maybe I had to make things. Maybe my brain only works two things at a time. <laughs> One you, is you and your dog have something. We, similar. Yeah, me and my dog. Well, my problem with it is my dog blinks. She forgets what she saw just a moment <laughs> before. She's a lot like a goldfish. Uh, Furriest goldfish. You'd probably be on Windows ninety five to this day. <laughs> I would probably still be using Windows 95. Okay, yeah. so for I so would. for what you'd you, you never be on any any updated software. Um, and to the interesting I thing don't is, I don't use a computer anymore. Oh, okay, well there you go. There's there's is that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have one, but I have to fix the hard drive, and I just haven't gotten around to it. There's those of us that have to use them on a daily basis, so it's a different story. But huh? uh, the other, the whole thing that's driving when we look at money. All right, and, and, and when we look at websites, and what's really killed this whole model, and I know it's going to sound really strange, but the fact is, free, 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 free. Get this free. Do this free. Everything's free. Is what nothing is free. This is what's well, yeah. But you see, you know that, and I know that. But that's what you know. People get on the internet and they want everything free. So how am I going to pay for the electricity that runs that server? How am I going to pay for the I internet c- yeah. connectivity, right? If I'm a, if I'm a de- developer, if I'm an ISP, as, as I was once, if I'm whatever it may be, how am I going to do this if everything's free, 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 free? So hence, that becomes the advertising mile, exactly. mining that's yeah. going on. I when understand you, that. Right? You click on that and you say, yes, you can have my location data so that you can better aim those ads at me that I can't stand looking at, but that are there in my face under every news article, every news article that I read. They, they sure have, they, they sure don't know who I am. Cause I either get women's lingerie or, or, or like Metamucil ads. Cause your, your wife's using your stuff. So. Or a, Laura or doesn't touch my phone. Suggestion. <laughs> I've, anyway, or a Brokeback Mountain suggestion. Yeah, maybe we don't want to um, go there. So, suggestion. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> right. Hold on. Let, uh, let's just movie. back this up. So, okay. I completely understand where you're coming from, and actually, you'll find this interesting. I had this conversation with my son today. 
Really? So we were at uh, a big old tires location. I was getting my oil changed and a few other things done on my vehicle. So we ended up being there for a couple hours, you know, because I don't have somebody to come and pick us up. So right. we just sat there and hung right. out. The TV was on to network television. Okay. James never has sat there and watched network television. Generally, what he'll use is my Netflix, or he'll watch some short YouTube clips or something like that. That's that's his exposure to television. Okay. So he's sitting there, and he gets bored with whatever game he was playing, and he's kind of half watching the TV, and he asks me, why are there thousands of advertisements on the television? <laughs> and I said, okay, well, the people that have the shows on the television get paid money. And how they get paid money to run the shows on the television is people selling ads. So the people pay the television money to get on there so that they can sell you products. And we had this whole conversation about why there are advertisements. And yes, yeah, so I completely understand it. I understand that there are a lot of people that need to get paid for these apps that show up. And part of it is one of John's uh, uh, biggest pet peeves of on the phone apps as well, are micro purchases. So micro purchases, and then, as you said, the ads on most social media sites, and they collect your data, and they try to make it more prone to you so that you're more likely to spend money to for the ads that are on there so that they can keep giving you the supposed free service of Facebook or Instagram. Or Whatever it may be. Any of that. Yes, right. Yeah, I completely understand that, and that doesn't necessarily bother me. Like a lot of the people, they get really annoyed by Facebook or whatever else because they're like, oh, I just thought about, you know, buying a Carl's Jr. burger and now I'm seeing like 50 ads for burgers, you know, <laughs> that, that's I understand that they kind of look at that because they'll also have access to Google or whatever else app you're using that you're like, OK, I'm looking for a close Carl's Jr. location. It's not that they read your mind, but they're gathering different data from other places and they're putting it together. So, I mean, yeah, I've actually made a few purchases based on ads that have popped up on Facebook. They're like, Oh, you know, I could use a new pillowcase or, you know, <laughs> you Hey, know, they have a way of suckering like you that. in. I've bought a few yeah, things so that I've regretted afterwards when I came. But Seriously? Well, yeah. I have never bought anything off of a Facebook or social media ad ever. Every now and then they got something that looks pretty cool. Like right you know, now, the one there. the one that looks the coolest is they have this, uh, uh, it's like a welding rod. I, I One of the things they do is oh, actually really? welding, oh. right? So they have this welding rod. It's more like a brazing rod. And if you know the difference between welding and brazing, it's, it's more like soldering. You know what soldering is. If you know what soldering is, you don't know what brazing is. You don't know what welding is. I'm sorry, I've left you out of the conversation. <laughs> but uh, and it's not way back. It's just being a guy knowing how to fix things. So uh, they have a new a new rod, a new brazing rod out there that mm. claims it can fix aluminum, bind aluminum to steel, steel to pot metal, and all really? these things. And I'm looking at this and going, "What a great 
I mean, this, I gotta have. I want to buy some of these because I can think of all kinds of things. And I stopped myself. I hovered right over that thing and I went, "Wait a minute." <laughs> I just, it's, if it I've sounds too that. good to be true, I've, I've, right? I've made some purchases on it, and then I've also made a lot of closing the purchase things on it saying, no, yeah. I'm not going to go for it. Yeah, you're one of those, the, what do they call, there's a new term for leaving your item in your cart now. Uh, oh, no. There's a great I, percentage. I, the I percentage, <laughs> The percentage is really high of people that do that. They click on it. They get the, they get the, the, the clickbait. They click on it. Oh, yeah. They go, I'm going to buy this thing. And then they go, no, nah, never mind. I've changed my mind. And they leave these items in the cart. Oh, see, I don't leave them in the cart. I'll, I'll go and I'll look and I'll look at the price. Right. I'll go through and I'll see what, you know, what the, now this is the tricky thing is figuring out who left a real review and who left a bot review. Oh yeah. Now, because oh, yeah. I'll read the reviews too. And you get the one that says the verified user. Well, that's probably a bot. <laughs> it's a verified yeah. bot, right? I hate yeah, that. Yeah, Nobody really goes in there and actually creates an account. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, if you do, you're pretty suckered. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But yeah, so I'll look at the reviews and I'll look at what what other else. So I'll actually click on it and I'll read up on it. And then generally, what I also do, if I'm really interested in buying it, is I will exit out of there. I'll go into a web browser, and I will search. And look at other comparisons yeah. of it yeah. so that I can actually get a good gauge of whether or not good idea. You know, this would be worth my money yeah. or a waste of my money. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, right. Yeah, absolutely. I, know, I know I don't, I know I'm not the average person on that. Cause a lot of people are just, you know, we'll do the spur purchases. The majority you know, sporadically will. do it. Yeah. So I've, but I think more but, and more people are starting. I may be wrong. But I think people are starting to become a little more aware that sometimes these ads, if they look too good to be true, I mean, if this, I got to have this. This is the coolest thing I, you know, I caught myself and I went, wait a minute. I mean, I've, I've, I've never done that. Every purchase I've done at the spur of the moment was something I wanted. Yeah, but you, you can. Tie well, your of course shoes. I want it. <laughs> well, I meant like, like, Actually, so I've never done it. Like, like if, if I wanted a movie and like, I just said, oh, cool. Like I've done it with music. Like I've heard a, a, a song by an artist on a commercial. I'll look at them up, listen to a couple of tracks. Like, oh, that's a bitch and I'll buy the album. Mm -hmm. But I've never actually done anything off of ads before. Really? So here, yeah, here's ever. Huh. Here's something Good that for you. I would actually have to say is I'm actually really happy with this purchase it was closer to the most spur of the moment purchase i've ever done but as i said is i also did some looking around is i went and i got um work shoes now the shoes i use for work they're usually steel toe they're uh they not open sold so if anything falls you know there's no mesh yeah material used in my shoes so right. it's a liquid falls and it's burning hot it doesn't soak through to my feet and they have to be non-slip now the only real store that you can get these types of things up here now that payless is gone and most of the shoe stores are gone so other than driving down a Folsom is I have to go to Walmart or hope Target might have something like that which they generally don't 
And even uh, Walmart, their only steel toe ones are heavy duty work shoes, mm -hmm. which I don't want. And anyway, so there was an ad on Facebook for non-slip steel toe working working shoes. So I went through and I found them and I actually bought two pair and they're fantastic. Mm. They actually don't even hurt my feet when I'm on them. Most of, you know, quite a, quite a few hours during the day. Yeah. And they're all steel toe. And I was like, huh, but they were, I mean, I got so them for like for, 65 bucks a piece, which is actually really good for those types of shoes. Yeah. And they seem like they so work every great, now so. and then you get yeah. a nugget, huh, James? Yeah, yeah, it was actually kind of surprising. So, but yeah, I was like, hey, you know, I, but I, it was like, I wasn't searching online for them right. either. I <laughs> don't know, know man. Really yeah, there about, there so must be like, something in your brain and connected to your phone. Like, there's got, they had to know. So the, 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 the closest, <laughs> <They're> watching you. <laughs> the closest I've ever gotten is I've always wanted a Pico projector. So I'll save it in my save item thing in facebook ah. or wherever and so i wanted to go look at it there was one they called the app projector that would did close to full hd i'm like oh that's that's not too bad for 300 dollars at the time and so no i don't think i've ever done it there's been a couple items i want to get for it wish because it's like five dollars for an item you know it's gonna be crap but it sounds Stay fun off, wish. <laughs> i want to try it with their like their dvd series like they have a bunch of like they have uh what was it it was emergency for like Last time I looked, it was like 60 bucks for the entire series. It's like, yeah, that's not a bad price. But no, I've never, I don't think I've, I've ever had spur of the moment. No, good for you. Hmm. You're, you're not yeah. the norm. Well, like I said, that was a, that was the closest I've had a spur of the moment thing. And I think I had the. <laughs> and it worked for you. The, that in my save thing for like a week before I went back to it. Uh-huh. So yeah. it was one of those, like I looked around locally and wasn't really finding what right. I was looking for. And right. then I went back to it and I'm like, you know what? It's not that bad I'll, of a price. I might as well. I'll tell you what, trying to get anything brick and mortar these days, just, just about anything is getting so difficult. That's, that's probably why I've never done, got done any, uh, like that. Like when I'm in a, a brick and mortar, I'll do spur of the moment. Cause I enjoy the experience Online shopping to me is, is not as fun for some things. Like, for example, shopping for audio or video receivers online, I hate. Oh, God. I, I, I would, I'd like going to. Yeah, because how do you know what it sounds like? How do you know? Uh, there's, I, I Don't get me started with audio equipment and online. Like, that's well, whole, um, you know, so, one of the best audio equipment I ever bought was in a Safeway parking lot out of the back of a vehicle. <laughs> You can ask John about that. I think he still has those speakers. I, I do. And at some point, I'm going to give them back to you. I love it. It's, love it's it. as soon it, no. as soon as uh, I find them. I don't know if I quali if a trunk qualifies as brick and mortar, but all right, close enough. Hey, it was it was near brick and mortar. So that's near. it's it's it, what does Ryan say? It's it's uh, brick and mortar adjacent. There you go. Um, I think we've all felt gotten that kind of deal every now those speakers I, I, are really good yeah. and they've been around how long have we had those uh shoot i think 15 you, you years you bought them i think you years i think you bought them right after right after you came back up within a couple of years yeah. of that <laughs> so probably 20 years yeah. and i assume they still work great john yeah they <laughs> still they still work really well i mean i don't have any complaints so every now and then you can Think things can be okay. I actually, and that, I still don't know the brand. It's like audiophile or what is yeah, it? Audio it's, something? it's, 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 it's a fake brand. I've seen it's them. It's a made up brand. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, that reminds me of interaction. I remember at one point in time, I think I was driving on, I might've been driving, um, going home. Uh, this was about 20 years ago. No, 15 years ago. And this guy in a van said, Hey man, I've got some speakers for it. You. you want anything? It's like, sorry, man, I'm saving up for Boston acoustics. It's like these speakers are 10 times the quality of Boston acoustics. And I'm thinking, hold on. So you're telling me that you're selling these speakers that are better than Boston acoustics, which the ones I wanted at the time had a really good rating and you're selling them in the back of the van. It's like they're either stolen or they're full of shit. Both I don't want to deal with. So no, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I ever questioned that guy about, I think I did question the guy about where he got them, <laughs> but I don't remember the story he gave me. Yeah. Don't worry about it, dude. So, they're fine. Yeah. My, my, fine. my favorite. I'm, I'm sure it's past the statute of limitations. Not a problem. There's now. no serial numbers on them anywhere. <laughs> no, they're serial numbers. I'm almost positive. Hey, 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 shut up, John. We're being <laughs> my, my, uh, my, my favorite James spur of the <laughs> moment, uh, uh, purchase Termos, ever was this was this uh katana oh um, yeah <laughs> that was my favorite spur of the moment because it was a dollar sore but the shipping was a bitch <laughs> I heard, did you ever hear about that one rob yes i did that was pretty funny. okay yeah that was yeah. that was pretty funny yeah that was all jacob's fault that yeah. was that was my all-time favorite one because it's like bit on it because <laughs> I remember James is like, dude, I got this amazing sword. Take a look. How much you pay for it? A dollar. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Shipping. How much is shift? $95. That's right. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> is that like eBay or something like that? Yeah, in the early days? Was, yeah. It was eBay. It yeah. was way early days of eBay. It was, God, I tell you, did you, have you, I don't know if you guys have been on eBay lately. I'm on it's, there all the time. No, it's I'm on Amazon. It's completely different. <laughs> it's not the eBay of old. You don't even ask for people to rate you anymore. The ratings, really? yeah, the ratings things gone, gone away. Like you know, oh, see, you, I don't like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a little weird. I mean, you still uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can still kind of look at how many sales they've made. It still shows how many sales because I'm trying to because I've been selling some stuff on eBay lately, and I'm going. You know, I used to ask people to you know rate if they were happy with it and got what they wanted and all that. There's no way of doing that anymore. Huh. eBay. So. <laughs> My favorite thing about eBay. Is I got a bunch of saved searches. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for Disney stuff. So I bought a 1969 Walt Disneyland map. And so I'm looking for certain things along. <coughs> I'm, I'm. <laughs> we had a, we had a person stuck into the studio that, by the way, person that snuck into the studio, this is for me. Taze them. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm always looking for certain things. So, so I, I like the way they it's do hard things. To get good producers these days. Um, <laughs> that, that producer will kick your ass. Yeah, no that, that, that's, that person will just kick me out. Period. <laughs> the, let's be honest. That producer is pretty tough. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I like it. The only thing that's as funny is you can't do things like you used to be like Amazon used to buy bootlegs. I used to do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Bootleg music, bootleg CDs. Yeah. They can't. And you only had to look for certain keywords and they were all over. Um, so there's certain things I miss. Um, odd enough. Great story. I was at GameStop one time uh, <laughs> looking for something. This is, this is why it makes me laugh is they used to have this bucket of uh, movies somewhere in the middle of their, their, their main aisle way. And I saw an obvious, um, an obvious uh, copy of, a uh, uh, bootleg of uh, Evangelion, uh, 
have you said oh. it's an anime? I, I I raised my hand and said, "Hey man, um, this is a bootleg. This isn't legit." Oh no, it's real. It's like two things. One, I know what I'm talking about. Two, you see that logo over there? I bought a number of things of these over the years. This is a hundred percent bootleg, and they were asking at like I think they were asking like forty, fifty bucks for it. I'm thinking, really? It was oh, like, you just wanted to buy it for a buck? No, so I actually, I had <laughs> no, I actually had the legitimate. Uh, oh, I had the legitimate box. So you set. were pissed. That's it. No, it was it. actually you wanted to keep the value of your box set high. <laughs> So I'm not quite not sure. <laughs> and all honesty, there's only one thing I know that's actually worth money, and it's my Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. Um, <laughs> and, and the soundtrack's insane. Um, <laughs> it must be if it's still worth money. Yeah, it's worth like, it's gone up and down. At the peak, it was worth nearly $100. Are you watching it like GameStop <laughs> stock? Is that what you're doing? Well, no. What, what, <laughs> is what, that what, it, what happened? Hey, it's up to $100 today. What happened is I bought it for like 30 bucks back in the day, and every once in a while, I'll run into somebody saying, dude, I bought this for $60. It's like, what? So I'll, I'll look it up in a couple places and then just watch the price just because I'm always amused by the fact that... Um, so, no, I was just telling the guy, hey, just to let you know, this is a legitimately an illegal copy. I don't know if you guys care, but just to let you know. And the Apparently guy, they didn't. The guy gave me the right act. No, he said, oh, no, that's for real. It's like, dude, this is like six or eight DVDs. No company's <laughs> going to put it on four. That's, how do you think they get money from you buying this? Yeah. There's maybe two episodes per that's disc. Funny. That's good. So, hey, did you feel the massive asteroid the size of the Chrysler building that flew by today? Hemorrhoids? Is that what was messing with John's <laughs> chakra? Must be. A space rock dubbed 2016 CL-136 made its closest approach to our planet at uh, 5.26 p.m. today. Um, just wondered if anybody felt it. I don't even know why it's newsworthy for astronomers and people like me that like to look at the geeky stuff. But Did was. they see how close... It passed? Yeah, they did. Let's see. First of all, so people get the idea of the size. They, It's even hard to determine ex exact size. It's It was between 460 feet and 1,000 feet, basically, in size. So they're trying to say it. it's, you know, anywhere between the Eiffel Tower and the the Chrysler building size. All right, so it, that's 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 okay. The, yeah, that's, oh, all it's right. Big. I think I think what got it that's is wacky. you know it's traveling at about forty thousand miles per hour, so it's zizzing by pretty fast. From billions and billions of light years uh, yeah, away. For those of you, it's like twenty times faster than a rifle bullet. Which rifle bullet? I couldn't tell you, but that's what they say. Not a fifty uh, cal. <laughs> Fifty-five times faster than the speed of sound. How's that? Okay. That works even better. Right. People could understand that one, right? So uh, let's see. What did they say? It flew by. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. It was 1.6 million miles from our planet. Oh. So how close is the moon from? So you could spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought so that was kind of interesting. What's considered close passing by? <clears throat> I that's a dug on question. So what's I would happened think if we were to be worried about it, it would cause a gravitational disturbance. So that's when I would be worried. What they what they dub when they <laughs> look for these rocks. Yeah, I would Gravi be too. gravitational disturbance. I think I had that one night when I drank too much. I uh <laughs> I would uh I would say that most of the time in astronomy we look at it that anything that's between the sun and earth. 
Anything, right. anything right. between the sun and earth? Yeah. So anything that's flying between the sun and earth, they kind of, you know, they go, okay, that's close. That's not close. So it's, Mercury, Venus. Well, I, you know, planets don't count. They're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> but, you know, the biggest worry for most of it is that anything coming out of the sun view in orbit with the sun that's coming out that we just don't see until it's like, boom, there it is between the sun and earth. And it's like, okay, we only have so long to react to whatever it may be. Now, there is some kind of plans, and, and the, the military is not discussing with us, or is, is our government, maybe our current government, well, I don't know. <laughs> are we going to do the Armageddon type I, thing? I mean, what are you going to do about up, it? So there's, you know, there is. Send up some crazy people to blow it up? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe like that Bruce Willis, was it the Bruce Willis movie where you yeah. had to go get the mining team up there, right? Is that the. No, they were, they're or, <coughs> yeah, oil, drill, uh, drillers. oil drillers. <laughs> wildcatters. Right. Well, no, so, they were wildcatters. They were actually, they, you know, he had a platform, he had an oil. Wildcatting is different. <laughs> no, that's just a matter of going out and getting your own land lease to go ahead and buy, get the oil. This was in the that's middle of the, his was in the middle of the ocean. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> whatever. Semantics, John. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I, I don't really care because none of that works because the only way we're going to be able to do anything is not going and blowing it up because that's only going to make things worse. If it's in our orbit and it's coming to Earth and we go up there and we blow it up instead of one big rock, now we have 50,000 big rocks coming at us that's going to cause a problem. Don't just burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah. We just yeah, send right. we send Dwayne Johnson and you have one rock meet a bigger rock. That's right. So, no, the, literally they say about the only thing we could do was to land something on the rock and change its orbit. That's how we got hemorrhoids. Put the crickets on. Because that's, that, that's, that's all you're going to get for Is that, that one. Is that how we got the other moon? Yeah. Our little mini moon? That's how we got mini moon. Uh, <laughs> so that was fun. What a great way to wrap up the show. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to <laughs> the Mad Trio. Oh, shit. We are overtime. Yeah, we, we are. Yep, We're overtime. So any, Say goodbye, John. Wrap it up. Any final words, James? Uh, crickets <laughs> James come on you gotta have something to say nope uh, yeah James is out of it hey as we stated at the beginning of the show when we were trying to do our warm up here hey, it was a slow news day today so it was tough for us to come up yeah. with whatever we came up with so ladies and gentlemen for the California pariah Jonathan Charney James the fat man Stevens and the old guy as always Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.